This is the Rugby Muscle Podcast, talking all that you need to become the best rugby player you can be. Now here are the Rugby Muscle Coaches, TJ and Alex. Yes, 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 yes. How are we doing, everybody? We are back with another Rugby Muscle Podcast. Yes, I know. It's a day late. Um, I actually uploaded a whole podcast. It took. It was a 23-minute bloody recording answering a bunch of your questions on my own. And for some reason, iTunes and Libsyn, I think it was Libsyn, which is the, the server that we use to host our podcast... It doesn't matter. We're back here with another podcast and it's a day late. And you've just had, what, 30 seconds of me rambling of this podcast about how the Phantom podcast has gone missing. But it doesn't matter. Is that That's all news to you, Alex, right? Mm-hmm. I'm joined, as always, by Alex. How's it going? Good. Yeah, it's good, mate. It's good. Yeah? You didn't waste 25 minutes or, I guess, a lot more time setting up and whatnot recording a podcast only for it to go missing i uh i can't say that i did mate uh well lucky you i did and then i figured what happened well, well, you know i figured let's just wait because i'd already spoken to you and get and figured that i was getting you on so you know it wasn't there weren't any pieces of advice that you couldn't weigh in on like how to keep all your teeth or how to not look like a hobbit or something along the lines of not being so goddamn hairy. But, you know, because if there are those questions, i just answer them myself and not even bother calling you up, you know? Exactly, mate. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways. That was just hurtful. I don't know why you'd say that to me. You're hurt by that? <laughs> Devastated, mate. Yeah. But, it's like, yeah. especially, you know, that really fe- that feeling of when you're so hurt that you laugh? Yeah, that's one. <laughs> the one. The one who's so hurt that you smile. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, All right, just... Alex, we've already wasted time with me rambling and complaining to no one. Just like I spent 25 minutes talking to no one. Okay, we're done with to that go now. Nothing. You know what time it is. <laughs> Dude, that's an awesome one. It's time for the fact of the week. That's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, so... um. You got a dog recently, didn't you? I did. She's yeah. literally sat here in my studio. Studio. She sat here with me sleeping because that's basically what she does a lot of the time. Okay. Um, your dog looks ridiculous. But you know what isn't ridiculous? Cats. Cats aren't ridiculous. Have you ever been licked by a cat? Um, yes. And it feels kind of weird, right? Like uh, scratching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what it is? Um, I would, I, I guess I hypothesize this all by myself. I thought someone told me this, but I actually, it's something to do with the fact that they, um, that they use a rough tongue can, because it's rough, it means it has lots of grooves in it, which means it can store milk in that and that's how they drink. Mm, That's not quite true, but that does lead an interesting point to dogs and cats, which is maybe for next time. Because um, dogs drink really badly and cats drink really smartly. Oh um, well, you've seen the state of my dog's face and her uh, underbite. She will basically create a pool all around where her actual water water bowl is. But anyway, 
You know you can get water bottles that are weighted at the bottom so they can't tip them over? It's not about tipping them over. It's about her giant jaw and it not being an efficient way of drinking when you've got a, uh, a huge underbite. All right, anyway. So essentially, no, nah, it's not quite right. So the cat's tongues are really rough. And if you like scale it up to like a big cat, it's for stripping the fur off an animal. Since so they lick it and it's so so like sandpapery, I guess, they, it kind of strips the fur off so it gets all the meaty goodness underneath it's not, not oh so when they it's not for grooming the ship in the fur it's so they can eat as much food as possible well you don't really want to eat fur right it just bungs you up right so you take the fur off oh you and tell- then you so they take the fur off so they skin it essentially yeah yeah um I want to say that was an interesting fact but uh, <laughs> I hate cats so it doesn't matter Sorry, all you cat listeners, right. which hopefully uh, there's none of you, because you're all, I think you're all better than that. You're better than having a cat. <laughs> but right, anyways, right. today we're going to answer the questions that I answered in the previous podcast that none of you know about that I'm still complaining about. We're going to, I asked, I sent out an email and I said, can you help me out by asking me a bunch of questions on topics and you bloody bunch of alcoholic drunks. Three of you... As opposed to the other kind of alcoholics. Yeah, well, you know the alcoholics that don't get drunk? Is that a thing? That's not so much a thing, mate. Yeah, I got... I got Jamie Wilson. I got... Sorry if I'm... Actually, no, we can see it. Um, Jamie Wilson, John Mann, awesome name, and Steve Wrightgard all came Wrightgard do you Steve if you're listening do you own the uh, the razor company and if so could you get me a razor owned by Unilever I think mate actually more importantly could you get Alex a razor <laughs> I won't use it anyway <laughs> oh. this is on top of my head that's it <laughs> anyway that's, is that why the rest of your body hair makes up for the lack of hair on your head yes uh, that's the actual one let's go on so uh, John Mann said is, is someone else to it no cool John Mann he said yep yeah, could you do a podcast on beer slash drinking and training where I live now has a weekend binge drinking culture where is that planet earth uh, when I played Any, in New Zealand anywhere in the UK mate <laughs> anywhere with white people um, yeah. when I played in New Zealand we would have beers after every session and go to the pub as a team a couple of times a week but when I was playing in Europe people more likely to have a couple of drinks twice a week than lots after a game uh, how can you how can you intrigued beer into your diet slash training I'm assuming John I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you back here and say that, that was autocorrect but I'm, I'm sure he's trying to say integrate how much is too much if you're serious about your performance? So let's get into that. I think we'll probably spend all of this podcast covering this because we can get kind of in-depth and there's a bunch of different ways to look at it, right? Yeah, so um, let's just define... And then I guess alcohol. Jamie just said, can you cover the effects on alcohol and performance? So same thing. That that one's actually kind of easier. Of course it is. Um, yeah. So, do you want to cover what alcohol is first? Or then we can talk about what serious about training counts as? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, first thing we need to know about alcohol 
is hmm, there's a few things that we need to know, and there, and there's so that's the one that's definitely something that I figured I'd have to mention at the beginning is alcohol doesn't just affect like carbs would affect like one factor about your training. Um, actually, carbs don't even that's a terrible example. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is alcohol doesn't just affect one factor so it's not like oh if you have alcohol your recovery is reduced or oh if you have alcohol that's extra calories or oh if you have alcohol you can be dehydrated it's actually there's a bunch of different things let's um before we do that just say um we need to define it first before we say what what's going on right so when we say alcohol we we mean like beers or wines or spirits right (laughs) everyone knows what alcohol is mate well some people like to drink you know rubbing oil or whatever it is antifreeze um because we gotta get out of the way before we say what the effects are because if we say that okay you're you're serious about rugby but really you're only playing at a social level and you only care about a social level it's a different prescription from say i'm looking to break into the top team or whatever premiership club you know and then also on that you can also like uh john brought it up like the team aspect of it is somewhat important as well oh for sure there's a definite social aspect of it weren't you weren't you social secretary when we're in uh uni together for a little bit yeah before you got kicked out for being too weird yeah good times (laughs) good times yeah. Excellent. So yeah. So alcohol. When we say alcohol at the minute, we're referring to the substance that's in beers, ciders, wines, um, hard spirits, all that. So we're not just talking about beers. We're talking about, yeah. or and we're not just talking about vodka. So you know, when people say, "Oh, you know, stay off the stay off the beers," switch to vodka. It doesn't like doesn't quite look like that. So yeah. Um, and then, how much are we talking about? You know. Oh yeah. How much count? Are we talking about like- actually a glass of wine is really beneficial for your health because uh, I saw I saw one article once on the internet that said that so red wine good for me. That was surprisingly good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that was a bit weird for me. A little bit yeah, rough. And it's not even a Sunday and I can do that impression. I know. Impressive, mate. Okay, so Let's say about let's just talk about alcohol in general. Well, it, yeah, well, let's just address the bunch of points. So, first off, let's talk about alcohol and making you fat. Okay, so we know about carbs and proteins about having this uh, caloric amount, right? It's caloric value, which is about four four calories per gram. Six right? calories per gram. Maybe it's changed. Wait, what did you say? Term. I said four. What no? But what alcohol is six calories a gram? All right, you're gonna have to go back and re-listen to what I said. Yeah, um, I figured you didn't say alcohol. Sorry. That's okay, mate. And then we're looking at fat as about eight or nine. Oh, so yeah. yeah. So carbs, protein is four. <laughs> I'm, I'm just repeating what you said because I didn't listen to you. Carbs and protein is four. Um, fat is nine, which is why you like why low-fat diets can tend to work because if you eat the same you volume of food from calories. Yeah. huh yeah you're cursing out 30 calories yeah okay and then alcohol falls about in the middle of that six or seven yeah um 
and that's pure alcohol. We're not even talking about any extra sugars that might be added into um, the drink to make it taste better. Yeah. Um, or when we, when we say that, we mean get, uh, your wine. You can get protein your beers. beer. Hmm? This, you can get protein in your beer now. They've Oh, is this another thing? Yeah, um, can we just go, let's just have a little quick cliff note or not cliff note because it's nothing to do with the topic a side note to say that if you go into a um a supermarket or whatever and there's a food and proteins in the name of the food and usually it's like nothing to do with it for example uh special k protein like don't worry, don't think that that's somehow ridiculously healthy all, all of a sudden same with mars protein well, where so you get Mars protein? Yeah. What oh, you got to realize is when people add protein to things, it's just a fucking marketing gimmick. Now, back to the alcohol. Okay, so alcohol falls in the middle of that, and it's also got these added calories in as well. Mm-hmm. The the special bit about alcohol is it it follows a different uh, metabolic pathway than than the other nutrients, and essentially, uh, I don't want to say stops, but stops. Um, absorption of everything else until the alcohol is absorbed. Yeah. Does that make sense? So, even if you're ingesting all your protein, your everything else right, that couple of beers you might have is going to uh, retard your absorption of protein. Try to say that. I, I enjoy it that the way. way that you use the word retard in a... In a That's okay to say, though. Just, yeah, uh, no, I, I, I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Does that make sense? So, yeah, it might be that all your macros on point, and then you'll, but you still won't be getting the benefit of them because yeah. you're getting this weird um, yeah. pathway and, happening. And, and There's and a bunch it, of other. This, I guess, this is even this is before we talk about alcohol making you fat. This is alcohol making you lose your gains, and this is something that used to be said. I remember with our rugby rugby boys when we would, uh, if we'd have a, like a tough session on a Wednesday. And then we'd go out on the and have another tough session of a different kind on a Wednesday as well, right? That would mm. like th- there was one guy, one of the older lads, who'd be like, "Well, you're losing fifty percent of your gains," and like it's hard to quantify and put a number on it, but you know he had a point. Yeah, there's, there's actually it's not quite fifty percent, but there was I want to say sixty three percent food absorption with. 71 milligrams of alcohol. Hmm. There's a big decrease, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Almost 40%. So, alcohol makes you weak. Alcohol also makes you fat, as we've just discussed, because it has a certain amount of calories. Um, That's just pure alcohol. So, I remember, actually, as one... one, I remember one guy used to say, you know, oh, why are you putting this guy on a diet? He can, or like, why are you not letting him drink? Or why is he decided not to drink if he's trying to lose weight? He can still drink gin and slim. There's no calories in it. There's no calories in gin and slim. So that's the, Wonderful. the hard liquor gin and slimline tonic, which the slimline tonic basically has no color calories, but gin, even if it had nothing other than just say, even if it was like a hundred percent alcohol and you poured it into your drink, Alcohol itself is still calories, regardless of whether there's, you know, yes, obviously we know that beers and wine, particularly beers, like have a lot of calories in them as well outside of the alcohol, so they're not too great for you. Yeah, Um, even light beers, even light beers. Yeah, even light beers, which are actually, you know, 
that would be a suggestion is to if you're if you insist on having social beers light beers aren't a bad shout but we'll um, we'll cover suggestions at the end right yeah yeah Some recommendations yep yep yep, yep 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 okay cool okay but just know um, that whatever you do whatever you if you drink um that is calories now when we go to binge drinking that often leads to binge eating We've all been on that night out, probably, if you're listening to this. You've been on that night out where, you know, you're chasing a girl and she starts ignoring you and it gets to about 12.30 and then what happens? You see another girl and you're like, oh, we could be in here. Like, you, you thought your night was over, but it wasn't. So you keep drinking, you keep drinking. Next thing you know, you're on your own. It's 2 a.m. And, you know, you're on your own, but you're not quite ready to go home yet. So where do you go? You go to the kebab shop, don't you? This is a sad insight into your life, mate. <laughs> this isn't... I, I'm making this whole scenario up. Sure, sure. But yeah, you go to get a kebab or... I mean, when you finish a night out, there is no nice places to eat. It's either a kebab shop or KFC or whatever it is. It's crap. And that is definitely one of the things that makes it like even worse. Um, and I guess that comes from the the all-or-nothing approach of dieting where people are like well fuck it i've had five six seven eight fifteen thirty four hundred beers i might as well have this three thousand calories of chicken in a bucket right so again if we're looking at a quick approach cutting that out is going to help you a lot as well yeah being smart about it like you know when you're going to drink you're going to have a ton of calories maybe leading up to that you might want to cut your calories down a little bit yeah, um, you know, just, which is another thing um, with suggestions that I'll come on to a little bit later. But the last thing on the topic of alcohol making you fat is the day after and the hangover. And it's always been suggested, oh, the best idea is to get a real greasy breakfast down you. And somehow that, like, I... It's to do with salt levels, mate. Take a um, step back. People think that the... the the, the grease will absorb the alcohol or something that's already in your system, making you feel shitty. Yeah. What it does is it actually goes into the liver, draws out the acetate, remakes it into alcohol, then absorbs alcohol back into your stomach, and then you just throw it up. <laughs> that's how it works. What the fry up? Yeah, that's how that's how it, that's how it draws the alcohol out. <laughs> so it doesn't really work. Not the grease, no. No. So, um. Like, if you are on a hangover, one good thing to do is either... You, you can either just try and fast it out, like, just drink lots and lots of water. That's going to help your system flush it out because your liver's already like, fuck, dealing with all this alcohol. It's struggling. So you need to give it a little bit more of a, of a, of a break. And giving it a lot more greasy food doesn't do that. Maybe if you're going to have a... You know, your body is actually... Like, you're in pain because you're screaming out for nutrients. And so... Getting in a, an actual quality breakfast is a better way of doing it, like fruit, um, anything really that isn't a horrible greasy fry up or nothing. All of that is better than a greasy fry up the next day. Yeah, but I'm again, say sugar, salt, um, and caffeine. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need a ton of sugar. Like I'm talking like a, some fruit kind of sugar, not yeah, like yeah. a tablespoon of sugar. Um, caffeine will help. Caffeine's working amazing. Um, Ashwagandha is pretty good. Um, but yeah um, again this is another reason that the binge drinking culture and things 
make people or you know lead towards people getting fat it's not only so not only are you drinking calories okay which um and as a, as alex said drinking these calories itself leads you to like lose your gains you're then eating a bunch of calories that night because you know you're like fuck it i can eat a, a large doner kebab and then the next day you feel like shit so you you get takeaway you get a greasy breakfast you can't be bothered to cook because you've got nothing prepared in the house and you feel like crap so the next thing you know is the next day you've had an absolute epic cheat day and you've probably i mean you've almost certainly not even like gone out and done any sort of activity because you're that hungover right and so you've mm-hmm. you've you've eaten you've got all these extra calories with nothing burning them off and that is a horrible cycle leading you to gain weight and just acknowledging that is one thing figuring out how to deal with it is another so like we said the day after um consider trying to just get lots of water in or fasting as alex said caffeine or fruits also good options obviously you've got to get a bit of protein in there but you know just not Say not having that all or nothing approach. If you're going to have a few drinks, cool. But if you're trying to not be so goddamn fat, maybe you're trying to lose weight, or maybe you're just trying to make some lean gains. Don't just say screw it and and have ten thousand calories over the, you know, over a forty eight hour period. Yeah, that's not going to be good for your for your waistline. No. Um. So the question was about uh, alcohol and gains, right? Uh. Yeah. So do you want to have a look at? what alcohol actually does in terms of um, building muscle and pre- or preventing muscle being built? Um, you go do that whilst I drink this coffee here. Well, you give it the intro <laughs> and I'll give my little two cents. All right, mate, cool. I think, so, I, I think I've ranted a bit too much here today. So alcohol kind of affects a ton of the different hormones and such in the body, which is kind of what matters, right? Like we look at how muscle's built or the question really is, how do I gain muscle? Mm-hmm. Will drink alcohol stop that? Um, so, sh- if we look at we look at a few dis- individual hormones. So, because testosterone is like the big one for us, we'll look at that and we'll say like alcohol does actually increase testosterone oh, yes. acutely, acutely. Oh. So, essentially, while you're drunk, your yep. testosterone is highest. Okay, yeah. and that, that's probably that's probably because your inhibitions go, so your libido increases, and um, you know. That, that gives you a little boost and test but like chronically or over time um, your testosterone level is actually going to drop so if you're going to make a habit of drinking and when I say habit I mean like I don't mean like every single day like six, yeah. seven, eight pints I mean like just on and off um, that, that's going to lead in a decrease in testosterone level um, the same thing growth hormone growth hormone drops a little bit um yeah, so let's, let me just dial that back one, one quick sec to the testosterone uh-huh. point, right? So with testosterone, like, for, I mean, obviously it, uh, it, it, there's a reason it's marketed so much and whatnot, but people tend to get kind of confused and misled with testosterone's effect on gains. Mm-hmm. So when you say testosterone increases or uh, acutely whilst you're drinking alcohol, all that means is for a couple hours not even maybe, whilst you're boozing, your testosterone goes up. And you're saying that's probably because you kind of get, you know, you don't get, you stop caring and you get a little bit randy, right? Yeah, that's, and that's then, exactly and that in turn will boost your testosterone. 
There yeah, is... it's like it's like watching porn. Right. Yeah, it's like you know, and then there's nothing you could. But the, but what the, that doesn't do is just because you've got a little elevated rate in testosterone doesn't mean that you're all of a sudden going to start building muscle in that two hour period, right? Oh God, no. No. What testosterone does is over a long period of time allow you to grow a little bit more muscle. Okay. Yeah, that was good. We're not looking for we're not looking for a short period of a testosterone boost. So it's like when people say, um, I can't remember now, but something to do with like watching some porn or something before working out and boosting their testosterone like you don't there's no objective to boosting your testosterone for an hour or two it doesn't make a difference even whilst you're working out after you're working out all that stuff you want to have an elevated level of testosterone over the period of months and months in order to um in order to gain muscle and you do that through sleep good recovery methods and i'm sure a bunch of other things that you will will get (laughs) Yeah, I have to leave the porn on all the time. Right, okay. That's what you're saying to me. Got um, it. No. Um, yeah, same, same with growth hormone. Um, people ran and rave about growth hormone, mostly a recovery deal for me. Um, yeah. But post-drinking, growth hormone kind of drops quite a lot. Um, so it's not ideal. And same with power output. But I think we knew this, right? Like, if you ever try to train when you're hungover, like, you're mm-hmm. just not good. This is, that was something I was going to address, yeah. Sure. Yeah, and then um, prolactin goes up as well, which um, has good and bad sides to it. But mostly, for us, it's not great, unless you, uh, unless you want to shag for hours. Uh, I don't. No, it gets tiring. We'll lose our gains if we do that, mate. Yeah, for sure. Okay, there was a big one about... Um, what do you know about mTOR pathways? Go on, enlighten me. Uh, we'll keep it real quick and say, yeah. mTOR pathway is one of the mechanisms used to build muscle, like an actual building muscle deal. Okay, so mTOR, at least the first stage of it, needs... Uh, it doesn't matter. Because it, I was yeah, going to yeah, address this point, right? Alcohol, I actually noted this it, down in like the simplisticest... Simplisticest? Is that a word? It is now. You're fucking reasonable. The most simplistic way possible, and I just said that like alcohol does actively right interfere with the muscle building process. Yeah, like literally, it it stops some of the mechanisms needed to build muscle. Yeah, uh, significantly. But not only that, like even if you just say interested in cardio, like have you ever tried to run when you've had a few beers? Oh yeah, mate. I'm like. Uh, oh, if you've seen, if anyone has seen Get Out, <laughs> and you see when the granddad runs at the guy, it's amazing. That's what how I feel like I'm running when I'm. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? This is awful. I have not, mate. I have not. Uh, hopefully, anyone that has listened to it and has got that reference is like, yes, good reference. Um, but yeah, so um, alcohol actively blocks or decreases oxygen around the liver. Mm-hmm. So, like, essentially, you get hypoxic a lot quicker well, if you've had a beer, you know? Mm-hmm. It is there's it is very little benefits to any kind of alcohol for training, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, we're not going to talk about alcohol and ketosis, apart from saying this doesn't work. Yeah. That was yeah, important. Because people, yeah. you hear people if you're say, doing a keto diet, like, which, I mean, I don't know why you are if you're a rugby player and you listen to this podcast, but even yeah. if you are... Uh, yeah, it takes you straight <laughs> out and it, it buggers you. Like you, yeah. I, I know someone that was on a keto diet and he got pissed and it 
absolutely screwed him for like weeks. Yeah, I mean, pe- people say, oh, there's no carbs in it. It'd be fine. You can have it. But it's just fucking retarded. Anyway. Look at how the mechanism works. Anyway, so um, that's really my two cents on that, mate. It, I, I can't see a benefit to it for training. Um, that being said, I can probably see a benefit for it as a social kind of deal. Mm-hmm. I can see it from a cultural deal as well. Like, there's that rugby thing. You wanna, you wanna go with your mates. You wanna go and have a pint watching rugby afterwards. Yeah, man. Definitely. I think. Um, yeah. So I, I wouldn't. So when um, Mr. Gillette says that, <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot his name already. Right guard. Um, I just realised yeah, that right guard isn't. Don't do the raises, do they? Do they? <laughs> they do deodorant. Yeah, but they're oh. still both owned by Unilever, I think. Um. When he says, like, how do I integrate it? Like, yeah, go and have a pint after the match, but just don't go crazy. Yeah. You know, like, you can have a pint. You can have a, I don't know, whatever you want to drink. You can And you can have, like, you can just have a top if you want to have a, a lager top or something. Just don't go crazy and have 12, 13 pints. And if you do, and you know you're going to do it, have something in place. Like, have your food for the next day prepared. Know that you're going to have quite a low calorie intake for the next couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, there's not too much I wanted to cover more upon this, apart from, yeah, making our recommendations. So, let's get into that. So, let's talk about, firstly, let's talk about the recommendations of the alcohol. Like, you've said, yep, you've made a decision, you're definitely going to drink, like, you know, it's a social occasion, whatever's going on, you know you're going to get, you know you're going to drink some alcohol, but you want to limit, you want to do damage limitation as best possible, right? Mm-hmm. First thing, if you want to, oh fuck! Hold on well, one sec. I don't think we need to give our advice on that, mate. Hold on. Okay, we're back. Um, I basically was trying to scratch my back with a pen, and then that pen knocked something over. But we're good. We're good. We're back better. Anyways, where were we, Alex? Advices. Right. Drinking yeah. Choices. We're talking about switching. So. First things first, you've made a decision to have some alcohol. You've made a decision to maybe, you know, get a little bit merry or whatever it is, right? So first thing we would say is, uh, especially if you're on a cut and you're looking at cut, actually even if you're trying to gain, um, hard liquor and a diet soda is probably your best bet or hard liquor and juice, I guess, whatever. But, I mean, you're a listener of the podcast, so hopefully you're into tracking your intake um but so hard liquor is going to be the best way of managing your calories and not having too much and even if you're like the sort of person that is trying to gain weight if you're having lots of calories from alcohol and whatnot it's still not a good thing because your body's not going to use them as well as proper nutrition they're pretty dead calories right there's not much to them but we're we're talking about given there's a give and take right so if you're allowing all this alcohol for booze, um, you're going to have to take it from like maybe some cool, some rice that's going to help your gains or, or whatever. Calories, maybe a better booze, example. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So hard liquor would be the best choice. If you really want to have a beer, light beers is obviously a good choice. Um, bottles over pints, again, a good choice. Just different ways of reducing intake. Um, have you got any recommendations? Like Guinness. Yeah, Guinness because of the iron, right? I know. I just like the taste. 
I like Guinness because um, it's pretty thick as well. Like, you can drink one pint of Guinness. Well, I can because I'm a fucking terrible drinker now. You can drink it like over the period of uh, like a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to drink Guinness quite fast. But, um, oh, really? Yeah. No, some, like, some of the pale ales are pretty good. Like, this, if you're looking for something that's coming from a taste point of view, um, mm-hmm. I know that's not exactly what you asked, but I think you pretty much covered all the point bases that way. Yeah. Um, um, diet soda, obviously, or you can do what I did. I spent, I think it was 2014. I did a year where I drank only shots. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what I like is gin and a bit of lemon. That's really good. Yeah. Like a bit of lemon can, can be pretty calorie free. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, it actually tastes really good. You can drink pints with it and it's, it's awesome. Yeah, the weird thing about the doing the shots was the, the the tactic was that it would like make me drink less because I'm only like when I have to go out, I have to go and drink some shots. Like it it doesn't lead towards those, you know, those like impromptu nights where you go to have one beer and then it ends up being twenty. I was yes. like, well, that will reduce yes, those. But what happened is, I know I was more open to the idea of just drinking because I could just I know I knew how to get where I wanted to be. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't say I ever did that. And it um, was, and the way I described it to people was it was like interval training. So rather than oh lots God. and lots of drinking a beer, like, or, you know, slowly consuming a beer, it was one shot, recover. <laughs> one You're shot, recover. And it was the way it worked. And, uh, and uh, people would get really annoyed that I would have the shot and then, uh, like a, a can of Diet Coke or something next to it rather than... Well, that, you just that come... actually brings up a good point. Uh, okay. I know it wasn't the point you're making, but if you switch between like an alcoholic drink and like say water mm-hmm. um, and go back and forth between that, one, it actually slows down the rate of alcohol you're drinking, right? So you're having less beers per total in the night mm-hmm. and it kind of stops you being so shitty the next day. Yeah. So, so I, I quite like it. I remember Roscoe doing that. Yeah, I guess we never addressed addressed the point there of, like, the reason that you're you're hungover is for two reasons, and this is this dives into, I guess, two points that we really didn't uh, get into as as well as we should as well. When we're talking about alcohol and gains, is alcohol will dehydrate you. That's why Mm -hmm. you need to piss so much because your body is for some reason decides that it wants to get rid of all the water. That's also why you feel so shitty the next day because you're then really, really dehydrated because you took 20 pisses on your night out. Yeah, and um, alcohol has some pretty shitty byproducts as well, um, especially, especially if you mix it with other recreational drugs. Um, it can get pretty dangerous. Yeah. Um, yeah so don't... Um, some so, so, and obviously that is what makes you have shitty training sessions and stuff the next day because you're so goddamn dehydrated. Yeah. So I wouldn't oh, recommend that. And, and also on this point, it's on the hangover point, taking like Tylenol with um, alcohol is mm-hmm. a really bad idea the next day for hangovers. Yeah. So what's the what's the UK trade name for Tylenol? Don't know. Um, anyway, it's a headache tablet. And it's going to, it just puts a lot of extra strain on your liver, mm-hmm. like which is already in a bad situation because that's has to be covered with hypoxia on the liver and um, you got acetate production, which is hard on the liver. Anyway, so deal with, your, deal with your headache like a normal person will and have a lot of water. Don't just take the tablets to go over it. 
Yeah, cool. Um, so the dehydration, and then the other thing that hangover is, is a, a huge lack of sleep because people yeah. have like nightcaps and stuff. I guess this is another point. We, you know, there is so much to talk about with alcohol. Um, Alcohol's so cool. It, it, but it, it really, like, people have nightcaps, and that's a complete misnomer. Um, Do you know where the nightcap came from? No. Save it, save it for your next fact of the week. Do that. All right? Hmm. Don't tell me now. Save it for your next fact. Yeah, I know. Now you're eagerly waiting the next podcast. Um, I'll have forgotten about it by then, mate. <laughs> so alcohol actually really negatively affects your your sleep. Uh, you cannot really get into a good a deep sleep, as good a deep sleep, after al- alcohol as um, you would without alcohol. Even though, obviously, people get like so... Par- they properly pass out and they feel horrendous. Or no, they pass out and like you slap them in the face and stuff, and they you still don't react. Put your dick inside them. Yeah, you put your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like how I got three words in before it registered into the brain? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You put your dick inside. Oh wait, what? What? <laughs> um, yeah, you, like that gives the illusion that they're in a really deep sleep. It's just not true. They're just really unsensitive to their surroundings. But your sleep yeah, quality, uncon- unconsciousness, is, isn't the same as sleep. Yeah. Your your sleep quality is horrendous, like really bad. And those are two things. Again, if we go back to recovery, like two real important things of recovery are sleep and hydration. So alcohol affects them. Ergo, you can't get as much gains. Now, going back to where we were before, um, our recommendations, that is why having you know switching between yeah have one beer then have a pint of water then have another beer and then have another pint of water or something along those lines i also had a friend that their their tactic was to drink um a giant glass of water before like right before going to bed and just thinking Mm -hmm. about that now that's something i wouldn't recommend to most people on a normal night because uh having to wake up to pee is going to affect your sleep but if it's if you're if you spent so much time boozing, maybe it has a place. I'm not really sure, to be honest. Yeah, that's like a, it's a give or take there, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, cool. So I've covered most of it. Um, if you are cutting, um, mm-hmm. I would recommend replacing the calories that come from alcohol because obviously you've got carbs, protein, fat numbers. Um, I would recommend replacing the calories that come from alcohol with either your fats or your carbs. Make sure you get your protein in though, um, and then and then aim for the calorie amount that it would have made anyway. Um, yes, I would also consider again. I think you said this like backloading your calories as well. Uh, I've mentioned this on a few podcasts before. Eat a little bit lighter during the day, and then start you're drinking or you can add a few more calories that way and it's easier to have it you know to stay on track that way mm-hmm. but i would say that that also then would lead you to getting drunk early like quicker because you've you've got a lighter stomach which is a good thing because that's maybe why you're drinking i don't know yeah let's not get into that um cool and i'd also try and train that day as well i train the day that you are drinking, have a like a good session before it, and that way you don't have to train on a hangover. Um, now, when we're talking about booze and trying to gain as much muscle as possible, it's not all bets are off. Okay, you as we've said before, 
you've still got calorie goals that your gains are muscle not you're not just going to get fat we've also discussed about how the alcohol can actually really um like was it really affect your the growth processes like so your sleep the actual fact that it goes and interferes with your mTOR pathway all this stuff is not good for you so my recommendation if you're trying to gain as much muscle as possible is to not do your tactic of eating lighter during the day and actually like get in a real good solid nutritious meal before you start drinking and that way you've got a lot of quality nutrition in going into your body before alcohol goes in and screws everything up um like it's sort of a damage limitation thing i guess yeah i mean that's your best bet on this one isn't it yeah and that way you're I don't know, yeah, damage, it's just damage limitation. Again, maybe it's going to make it, make it a little bit harder to get drunk. Maybe you don't have to get drunk. Maybe you learn to socialize. This is, and this is the last point, is like, don't, like, just don't give in to peer pressure of having to drink because that's what everyone else does and because that's the thing. Uh, if you want to go out and get drunk, by all means, go ahead and do so. But realize that, you know, we've discussed, we've spoken for like nearly 40 minutes on how it's a you know a give and take and if you're just take 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 you can't then turn around understand that that's the life you've chosen you've ch- chosen yeah that's the life you've picked <laughs> check us out being socially responsible <laughs> but that's the life you've gone yeah. for and that's fine but don't then turn around and complain oh i'm not making the gains of 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 you know i'm not making the gains that i was supposed to or i'm not as big well, as this person and they've worked for as well yeah well, and then that leads into a bunch of other things about how, like, yeah, like, loads of pros, you know, it's well documented how they love getting on the smash, but some of these people can handle that, and maybe you can't, and that's just yeah, the Freddy, way Freddie Fintoff, what a legend. Yeah, right? Yeah. But there's, like, legendary things of people, you know, getting on a smash, and it's cool, and it's great, but... If you're, you know, if you're already listening to this podcast, you're, you've probably researched about how you can gain as much muscle or, you know, perform as best you can for rugby, which means you may be not a genetic freak, and yeah. you have to just pay a little bit more attention to these people. And that's not to say you don't go out and booze, because definitely, as you said, as part of the team building culture, it's definitely something important. And yeah, hundred uh, percent. I guess that's it. You know. Yeah, let's wrap up. Yeah, I, and sometimes like you can you like it takes a while but i would the biggest recommendation is learn like have one night out not drinking and just see how it feels right and what ends up it what often can end up happening is it's not a disaster it's actually you still have can you kind of have fun right and that way you can learn that you don't just have to get blitzed drunk every single time I think it's that fear that holds people back of never going out and not and not drinking. Uh, especially in the UK, there's a social kind of thing. Like, essentially, binge drinking is a national pastime. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, I mean, that's the thing. Okay. Anyway, yeah. let's, let's people will feel like you, I got to piss real bad. Yeah, people will give you shit for letting them down if you're not drinking. Just get used to that. They're, they're only going to give you a little bit of stick. They don't really care. No one really cares, okay? Nah. So do what you want to do. It's your life. Awesome. The only Robert. thing I'd ask you to do is to go ahead and go on iTunes, find the Robbie Muscle Podcast, and give us a five-star review. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry it's been a day late, but hopefully we've made up for it. And I'll see you in the next one.